Hairspray is... Very, it's good for everything. It's, it's good for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Spray fixing your drawings. <laughs> Welcome to Art Gab. This is Ashley. And today we are going to interview Shannon Ross, ceramic artist from Salem. But first, we should remind you that all episodes and a ton of support material can be found on our website, stumptowncreative.com. And Shannon Ross has an opening of a show on December 6th at Gallery Kalapua at, in Albany. So check that out. You could go to Gallery Kalapua. Dot com. That's gallery, C-A-L-A-P-O-O-I-A.com. So uh, Shannon Ross was born and raised in Salem, Oregon. She has always had an interest in gardening, nature, animals, ceramics. Over the past 10 years, she has become more serious about her art, built her own studio, and now exhibits regularly. Most recently in September at the Good Earth Pots Gallery in Bellingham, Washington. She has an upcoming exhibit in December at the Gallery Kalapua, Albany. So her statement is, I love to make ceramics that bring elegance, sophistication, and merriment to every day. I have a device, diverse range of influences and seek to marry the past eras with modern desire for beauty and utility. My influences for my hand-built vessels and sculpture range from Art Nouveau illustrations of flowers to paisley patterns, as well as details of natural elements from birds and animals. Such diversity combined with my own personality accumulates by infusing each design with levity, humor, and character. I enjoy the freedom of firing my pieces sometimes three or four times to get the right color or detail. I use glazes that are layered, and each pigment interacts with the other, giving depth to lively colors that are robust as well as elegant. I challenge myself to develop unorthodox practices, such as taking separate components like stone, shells, mineral specimens, fish skin, and attaching them after firing. As with working with clay in details or form may change along the way, the results of each piece are truly one of a kind. Shannon Ross, welcome to Art Gab. Thanks. Oh, yeah. So the news is that there's this awesome database uh, called ArtShine. It's part of Art in Oregon. And it's really cool. Um, if you are looking to promote your artwork. I can't look at that. Yeah, go check it out. Um, mm. I mean, if you, it's great for just finding art or promoting your artwork. Oh, okay. Hi. How's it going? Great. How was your weekend? Good. Good. What did you do? Anything cool? Worked in the studio and bought a camellia bush. It's called Yuletide. Huh. Is it white and red? No. Oh. It's red with a bright yellow middle stamens. stamens. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Cool. Where are you going to plant it? Front of the house. For the house, yes. Nice. <laughs> I know. Camellias. It's an old time flower that mm-hmm. people don't think about planting. We have a lot in our yard. You do. You have the pink yeah. one. Yeah, they're really pretty. They are they get really big. Really big. Right. They like the the northwest. How was your weekend, Ashley? Good. Just kind of worked and Yeah. <laughs> squeak. Did you just squeak? Did you just squeak, actually? You squeaked. <laughs> Prancer needs all the attention right now. Awesome. So you work, did you teach? 
No. What did I do? Um, uh, oh, we just we did a lot of kids stuff. But actually, the weekend before last, I bought my first piece of artwork from a gallery. So that was pretty cool. Um, went into a gallery and... I don't quite understand that, piece. though. You've bought artwork before, so what's the difference now? So I bought uh, artwork from friends and from, like, festivals and fairs and stuff, but I've never gone into a gallery and found a piece and left with it. So that was pretty What gallery? Wonderful. So Davidson Gallery up in Seattle. They have, um, they have beautiful work, but then they also have this amazing um, collection of prints in the back room, and they just let you kind of look through them. It's really, really cool. Wait, Hundreds wait. of them. You bought me one. Yeah, I did. What did you? That was the first piece of artwork I ever bought. Oh, is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know, right? I can't. <laughs> you remember bought the, it, but you gave I it can't to me. The name of the artist. Ah, I was so frustrated. Do you really want it? I can give it to you. No, no, no. Is that no, like? It feels good to like say that I bought something, though, right? Because yeah. on this podcast, we always talk about how important it is to like support artists, and so it felt really good. And it's a living artist. Um, can't remember his name. Canadian printmaker. Really cool print. It has a fly in it. Yeah, and uh, sitting on um, some uh, bouquet of uh, dandelions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Was that? That's kind of like what we just did. We went and looked at a lot of bugs. Yeah, yeah, we went to Omsi. Very inspiring. Who's that? What's the guy's name? The artist at Omsi right now? Something Marley, right? Michael? Christopher? No, maybe it's Christopher Marley. (laughs) So bad. Bob? Bob No, it wasn't Bob Marley. Uh, Ziggy? Christopher Riley? That's a show at OMSI. Go check it out, guys. It's up for a few months. It's way cool. (laughs) Do you want to describe who you are and what you do? Wow, that's a big question. question. Uh, Focusing on art is... Yeah, Yeah, let's talk um, I'm a ceramic artist and part-time because I work Mm full-time. And I make... It's a huge gambit of of piece type pieces from jewelry to um, utilitarian type work to sculpture. So I have always done art. It may have been totally different twenty years ago, and then I did pottery ten year twenty years ago. Well, it started out in high school, and then I I kind of went in and out of it through the years. Mm-hmm. and um, kind of gone full circle. So I've kind of been back into it obsessively. Obsessively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so You um, produce a lot of work. Yeah, I do. So I, a year ago, I decided I need some place to put the art, the ceramic pieces. So I went out and reached out to different galleries, and um, so now I have a venue to put them. And I can make more because they're not stacked in my house. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. They're helping you sell them and get them out into the world. Yes. So you got into pottery more, like clay building. And what's your process like? I work with either um, I, I mid-range fire, so that means it's not a low fire, eighteen hundred degrees. It's over like up to twenty-one hundred degrees. And um, that makes the the clay stronger, and you can layer more glazes on it. 
Um, so what I use is either porcelain, and which is creamy, silky, a little finicky. So, mm-hmm. But if I want to make things pure and white, more white and lighter colors, I'll use porcelain. But the majority of the time I use um, clay, paper clay. So it's a grog with a little bit of porcelain, a little bit of grog, sand, and 10% paper. So a lot of people think of paper clay as um, they make masks with it. That's what kind of the general public think it thinks it's for. Because it's lightweight or something? You can get it really thin. Oh, it okay. can dry out and you can re-wet it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really forgiving. Mm, I see. But I've always used that because I can um, build more with it. Like I could build the Empire State Building if I wanted to with that stuff. Is that what it's Yeah. Matter? Yeah. Just about. <laughs> so That's cool. The pro- going back to the process. It's, yeah. um, you know, you I build, like say, a lot of vases. Um, and now I'm going into sculpture. So I make it, and then I fire, bisque fire it, and then I glaze it. In my process, I like using, I don't know if I should use a, the name brand, but it's a local Georgie's Clay, and Georgie's makes their own glazes. They make a huge range of um, pigments that can be overlapped. Hmm. And that's what I have over the years experimented with. Mm -hmm. So um, I layer a lot of my glazes. So if I start with a white, I can put color over that, or I can start with a bright color and overlay it with a duller color to subdue it. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that what you did in this piece right here, this base, the green one? Yes. You want to describe that? Okay, that... Yeah, that's my go-to. It's called copper patina. Mm-hmm. So the body of it is a Georgie's glaze, and then but underneath it is um, red apple. So it's this so it's beautiful like, picture that's red, and then you put the green on top of it. Right, and then the red comes through it just a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the copper patina is very almost solid. Mm. So if I screw up or if I fuck up a vase, yeah. I'll go to copper patina and redo it because that's my savings gl- grace glaze. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> my savings great glaze. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, and glazes can be transparent, opaque, and solid. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the monkey to the right. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to g- try to go into more satin um, or stains mm-hmm. so you can put the stain on mm-hmm. like he's made of and then I decided to put clear on it and it changed the color of him but kept him dull like a matte stain yeah. it looks more like like a rock surface or something yeah. yeah and then you can still go over it with more solid colors and change different details mm-hmm. I, I think that's part of why I like your work so much is that it, you could tell that it's handmade it's nothing it's not shiny like Fiesta Ware or something. It's obviously been, I think it's probably made by machines. But but on yours, you really feel the handmade quality. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm trying to get into more matte finishes, which are really, it goes against my experience with glossy pieces. So if I, I, I've made some pieces and I'll finish them. Mm-hmm. And then Rob, my husband, will say, Oh, is that finished? 
No, I've been working on it for 20 hours. Of course it's finished, but it's dull and it's not your typical glaze. So there's an element of surprise, like after you take it out of the kiln. Yeah, a lot. Sometimes I'll work 20 hours on something, fire it, glaze it for another 20 hours, fire it, and it just looks awful. Like something didn't, or something cracked, Mm -hmm. and then it's gone. So a lot of times I'll make two of something. Mm-hmm. If they're kind of simple, I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and make two, just in case. Yeah, that's smart. yeah. I'm just I'm just curious because your your style has kind of evolved over the years, but like what? Because in high school you're more painting, right? So what got you into pottery? Well, it kind of goes back. Um, I'm. <sighs> Because did you do pottery in high school? I did. Yeah. I still have a piece, that mm-hmm. coil pot, the big chunky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did pottery there, wheel throwing. We, we did jewelry making. That was back before all the, you know, cuts and, and yeah. budgets. So we did casting of jewelry. That's we did so cool. screen, screen printing. printing. Right? Yeah. yeah, Marge Adolfson was <laughs> my teacher there and i think she taught you also mm-hmm. i think she was a teacher in By art the time it got she to wasn't us, me yeah, oh it was shirley geesberg geesberg yeah. okay she was a student teacher when i was when yeah. i was in high school by the time we got to the arts there was only photography ceramics and painting basically yeah really wow. and that's kind of because they cut that out same school about 30 years 20 yeah. Plus years later. And, I mean, the, mm-hmm. what they had to offer us was better than a lot of schools, you know? Mm-hmm. Just the fact Then they cut a, more after that. Yeah, the yeah. fact that we had a dark room was pretty. We had a dark room. and But it was a big deal to make screen, silk screen printing. Mm-hmm. We made the posters for all the plays in town. Oh, like cool. Pentacle. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we got to design and make them. I remember you saying once that... The art department would collaborate with the auto mechanics classes, mm-hmm. and the art class and the the car class would fix up a, a old Volkswagen Bug, and then we'd paint and it and like auction yeah. it or something to raise money yeah. for your school. That's so cool. Well, that was yeah. They were below us in the building, so it was a building off a little bit, and then below was the shop. But yeah, that that's our was shop. that's gone too. Yeah, I don't think there's auto yeah. body or anything. I think there's like wood. Oh, but they don't. They just do woodworking. Mm-hmm. How boring. I think it might be even less now. Who knows? But that's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of went off on a tangent. But you found, is that when you found your medium? No, yeah. then I then I did photography for a while. So when you you guys were, oh, I remember the photography. I went into photography for a yeah. while. I like doing close ups. We well, went but, to school for uh, interior design. Oh, yeah. Going back, my my degree is in interior design, and most people won't rem- won't know that it was Basis College. So Basis, Basis College was a private college. They did fashion design, retailing, mm-hmm. and interior design. It was located in Portland. In Portland, out in by the eighties, zooish area. Sixth, no, just below before you get to the the library on Sixth Northwest area, right? Northwest twenty fifth. No, downtown. Well, wait, oh, why don't you okay. tell us the cross streets? Six it was 6th and Crum. And then you go up a little like to 8th or 9th and there's an old library. Hmm. So it was above a building like Heidi's, little Heidi's restaurant and then a couple other businesses and it was above. But he, Bassi, Mr. Bassis started it a gazillion years ago mm-hmm. before 
I went there. And he, um, that was his focus. It was to where you could go. He would take everybody that would pay extra and go to Europe every year. And then there was always a, a field trip to San Francisco. So then we got to go to the market design center as part of your school. Cool. But and then it was bought by um, the Art Institute. Art Institute bought it, and then the Art Institute was in the building that is now currently housing the, the PSU art department. So, right. so I don't know if there was overlap where Basist was in, and the the current art department for PSU is on like Fourth and next to the freeway. Yeah, and that's where the art museum. Because when I went to was going to look at colleges i looked at the art museum college oh yeah was there PNCA now yeah or yeah. my other choice was basist yeah this is super fascinating because i mean portland's changed so much in just the last 10 years and then if you take a step back and, and think about how much it's changed and, and that wasn't even that long ago that you were right. in school i mean it's changed even, 80 even more like it's, what, 80 it's just, crazy 78 to 80 mm -hmm. and then i worked for an architect for a while drafting mm -hmm. kitchens and cabinets for about a year and then i worked for for henry meyer interiors and did that for seven years mm -hmm. down in salem yeah mostly well residential and office space so you studied interior yeah. design back when people had to draft everything by right hand. it was not, before not cad computer. was popular yeah. right yeah i could see that in your work too there's a lot of like elements of drawing in your ceramics and the building part that's what i like about it because i can three-dimensional build it mm -hmm. yeah yeah sometimes that doesn't work out but <laughs> and then i for a while i did um because i always was a collector type personality i collected things and always had like a rock collection growing up mm -hmm. so i wanted to incorporate stones into something so for a while i was doing art that was like a collage of metals and rocks to showcase the rock. I remember you mm -hmm. wove the metals mm -hmm. for a while mm -hmm. and then had a rock as an accent piece, which is cool. Yeah, I have a couple pieces left. Kind of like the show reminded me today, like just seeing the specimens and stuff reminded me of your earlier stuff. Right, or the seahorse with some metal in the background I would incorporate. You still kind of do that, though, because mm -hmm. you've added elements of like specimen and rock to your clay pieces which is really cool right after it's fired i'll make a place for it and then fire it and then go back and essentially just glue it on to where i plan to put it every once in a while i'll go back to it mm -hmm. when we were in bellingham we went into a fossil store they have a fossil store in bellingham oh, washington yeah and i bought a piece to but in something eventually. Mm -hmm. It was a really cool little crystal. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll put that in. Or weaving. Like I weave some clay sometimes. I'll get on a tangent. Where do you think the weaving came from? I don't know. You the kind of were metal. good with like fabrics. Right. That we had to take well that that's what I took in in sewing. school too was yeah. sewing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got an A. Just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I made your guys's <laughs> outfits. See? Now they know. The, the cat is out of out the bag, bag <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> we oh, had costumes. Yeah. I remember Kendra's unicorn costume later. Oh, okay. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I guess <laughs> on our so website. <laughs> there's kind of no clear answer, which is cool because you've tried all different types, how you eventually got to clay. But I think it's maybe the answer is you just did a bunch of things to kind of fine tune what you like. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it seems like clay is like allows you to to explore those other things that you're interested kind of in. Mix all of them together. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Yeah, the painting, and even though it's different, but it's still painting something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think too, as far as like Salem, you have Lamont Center, and that was like a go play, go to place I could mm-hmm. just go there and do it myself or take a class. Mm-hmm. So over the years, maybe. Here and there, take a class, or like, or they'd have a raku class, yeah. And I could take something, and we could all raku it together, and so that was, and then you just learn from each other, yeah, yeah. I have my CE classes, like, they, by the way, they took me out for happy hour the other day. It was really fun, <laughs> but we were talking about how you know they're all very talented artists, but they're taking classes on a regular basis just to stay part of the community. So mm-hmm. it sounds like that was kind of what what the Multnomah Art Center was for you, but and then now... Well, that the, the, art, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. And then and now the Gallery Kalapuya kind of has that sense of community and support. Yeah, it, well, it's a co-op. Yeah. So you, which I, I like about it, is that I can work my once-a-month shift mm-hmm. and talk to the customers. Mm-hmm. Or I can get to know the, the area. Yeah. You know, the people in Albany. But it's surprising, though, little town of Albany has um, people. I work Saturday, a Saturday usually. And there's always people from California or Mm -hmm. Portland that they've heard about the gallery. And you can, you know, talk, gab. Yeah. Wait, art gab? You could art gab? You can gab. It's pretty thriving in the little area. Like, Mm -hmm. people think, Albany, it's so small. But it's just like... They really are doing a good job in the community, I think, with mm-hmm. their art scene. Yeah, like five years ago, it was, oh, Albany, nothing there. Mm-hmm. But in five years, it's really um, gotten nice. Well, yeah, you, it seems like the food and the art like go hand in hand and really... You see a little bit of everything. You have a little bit of everything there. You have a really good or two restaurant. You don't have like 50 like you have here, but... <laughs> All right, so I have a question about your color, because you mentioned this earlier about you like the freedom of firing a piece multiple times. How do you know um, when a color is right, or how do you know when you are ready to call the piece finished? You don't really. I mean, you could keep firing it, but I mean, the, sometimes the glaze you can't because it's not going to penetrate the other glazes anyway. Mm-hmm. It's all, it will, because remember, it's basically it's like glass. Mm-hmm. So you're turning all, all that into glass, and that's why it's has that coating on it. Mm. Um, so if it's super shiny, you, you're not going to – you could. I mean, I've layered um, – if I didn't quite like a white – it's too much white, I'll mm-hmm. go over it with a, like some bright colors or a bright color if it'll penetrate. So there's little tricks to the tray like hairspray. I'll spray a glossy surface with hair hairspray and then reglaze it again, oh, and it'll okay. stick to it. Huh. Because if you try to to paint it on, it'll just drip down. It doesn't have anything. Is it's because it's so shiny? Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, hairspray is like, it's good for everything. It's, it's good for everything. Yeah, yeah. Spray fixing your drawings. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't use a pump kind because that 
Well, I guess you could. I could use a pump kind. Yeah, you could use a pump kind for drawings. You don't get, like, the spray. Yeah, it's not very... It's the same. (laughs) It functions, but the satisfaction is not there. Yeah, yeah. So in your, like, your artist statement that we mentioned in the beginning, you you use words like merriment, um, modern desire for beauty and utility, and also, like, levity, humor, and character... Why do you think merriment is important to bring to every day? Do you know of other artists doing the same thing? Oh, there is, because I steal some of their ideas sometimes. <laughs> or take <laughs> ideas. <laughs> take ideas. <laughs> um, is that yeah. the Well, and there, uh, there's certain um, things I like. Like if I see, like I like ginkgo leaves. Mm-hmm. So I like to, to maybe put that on the side of a vase. And then make things a little bit different, like something that you're not going to be able to see at Target, mm-hmm. but kind of play with that element. Like the le- the stem might turn into the handle, mm-hmm. um, and I can try that. Or if I, what was your question? <laughs> well, why is it important for merriment to be part of our world? Yeah, like a merriment. lot of your pieces have like really fun, humorous, like whimsical things like this lady yeah yeah well is there other artists that have similar paths or aesthetics that you that you kind of grab from i really like there's an artist in hawaii that is her name is um joe rowley and about a couple years ago i started following her Mm -hmm. and she does things a little more crudely maybe maybe a little more freely or childlike but I took, like, she does dog heads or something. So I thought, okay, I, I like that. But I'm going to put it on a lady's dress or make that person a dog lady slash dress. But she check her out. She's pretty cool. She That's where she did, um, I first saw her in Maui. She, she had a piece in a gallery with the skin. Mm. Oh, the fish skin? The fish mm-hmm. skin on the back of a head of mm. a uh, figure mm-hmm. I thought wow that is really cool and I gotta try that it took me like a year to f- to get in the groove of using that on different things so mm-hmm. um, that's I found that tilapia is really thick and parrotfish isn't it's really thin kind of it's another <laughs> yeah. art form is like kind of like making a leather almost right you Which, tan it yeah like you do like you f- stuff to fish you mm or preserve you tan it um so i had to figure out how to do that and just tanning a piece and scraping out the guts and and that and scooping it out and raking it with a spoon is so tough and then you you know you tan it you preserve it overnight and then you can put it on mm-hmm. a figure or a, a heart like i've done so then it stretches over the piece that i've already made mm-hmm. and it dries and sucks right onto it mm-hmm. and then you shellac it hmm. yeah cool that's cool how did you learn to do that did you just google like how yes. did you even know to do, google to do the that? shit out of it because <laughs> how do you you know and it's not that hard it's just it's um, natural denatured alcohol and mm-hmm. water hmm. you soak it in that over 24 hours and it's done. Is that basically, is, is that just fish or is that all tanning? I don't know. I've only done fish skin. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, you just soak it. it. It's a little dangerous. You don't want to put it next to anything flaming. <laughs> I live for the danger. Yeah, right? the denatured alcohol. a little alcohol. bit morbid. 
but yeah yeah but your work kind of kind of has that like a sense of humor and playfulness but there's also a little bit dark quality yeah like the monkey i I feel like get that the whimsical part Mm -hmm. yeah well and there's certain things i like like you know i love monkeys and they're fun to make and you you don't have to be precise with them Mm -hmm. or um like a, a person, like hands. Mm-hmm. Hands are really hard. That's like the hard. It is hard. A lot of really artists hard. will hide the hands. Yeah, and, like, or you stuff. fist them or something. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I do. Or they look like a dog paw. Just put them mittens. So that, on. Yeah, <laughs> or a dog paw. Yeah, so dog then paw. I have to put the face of a dog on this person because <laughs> my hands, yeah. <laughs> or I collect things. So this next series is basically showcasing little things I found in antique stores or whatever and then put it with something remind me after this okay well first of all i think i really like where you're going with the the kind of narrative quality of these they're like almost remind me of fairy tales and it reminds Mm -hmm. me of um there's a local painter named Catherine ace that did a whole series based on um kind of lesser known fairy tales they're really beautiful paintings and i think you'd really like them um our are these do you get do you have like stories behind them in your own mind like well no because well i'll think about i'll make something after i either sketch it or think about it for a really long time or it'll i'll try something it just didn't work out like the monkey like, like okay i love making the monkey but he needed something more fun so i put a hat on him and then nothing more ha- fun than hats. yeah not so serious monkey or I'll Google the crap out of monkeys. Like I have on my phone, I probably have fifty monkey faces. <laughs> so I'll try something with that Someone monkey. Someone gets your phone, they're like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> what is this lady's doing?" <laughs> monkey heads. Or and then the wagon was to hold the little piece I found in an antique store, which is the bear souvenir from Yellowstone Park. That's so that had to be held somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I tried them on another piece on a table and the table just didn't look proportionate mm-hmm. and it just didn't really have a reason but the monkey gave it a reason mm-hmm. like the monkey's pulling it mm-hmm. yeah it's got a mess or I could have done an elephant yeah. pulling it but I don't know it I, was just the I monkey I like how you're playing with scale in it too like, oh yeah it's way out of whack yeah so like that kind of goes into like your show coming up Oh, is this a lead into the show? Yeah. Yeah. The monkey will be at the show, right? The monkey and the rabbit. And I'm only just finishing my last piece, and it's um, a duck lady. And she's pulling her little ducks in those old metal toys. Mm -hmm. So I found these two. uh, I wanted three, but I only could find one online. There's these two little ducks with wheels. Oh, I think, yeah. And you pull them with They're a... Like tin. Tin, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So I made her to be, like, part of them. Mm-hmm. But she'll pull them. Does that make sense? So, yeah. But she's not really good proportionate because she's got a Victorian dress on. So <laughs> who doesn't love a bunch of lace and... There's a lot of symbolism we could unpack here. Right. And at first, for the show, I was talking to who I'm doing the show with, Anna Harris, Mm -hmm. another artist at the gallery. And first she thought, well, let's do circus theme. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking circus, and that's maybe where the top hat for the monkey came. But 
it didn't quite go all the way to a circus theme. Hmm. And I don't think hers did either when she started making. That kind of pigeonholed you a little yeah. bit, too. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, the big tent thing. Yeah, then you're kind of stuck to that theme. But I feel mm-hmm. like the theme you guys chose makes it so you could go outside of that a little bit more. Like right. More broad. So right. what was the theme you chose then, if it wasn't circuses? Just, what's the name of it? Because it's really long. The the fantastical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why can't I remember? You made the event page, too. You're the one in the show. I know. <laughs> but she came up, Anna came up with the name. I thought, okay, okay that tells, it's peculiar, fantastically peculiar Oh yeah, things. Things, yeah. Yeah. I could look it up, but yeah. I, I like it when <laughs> themes um, give sense to the show, but also um, prompt you to take different kinds of risks. That's when a theme is really valuable, mm-hmm. I think. If it limits you, like Ashley is saying, then that's not good, but. Right, like the circus theme would have yeah. definitely pigeonholed you in a one look. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have vases there too, but to fill in. And, um, and are you going to have any ne- these necklaces? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, probably. Yeah, because I throw in, I'm making tiny carrots. So I think I'm just going to make a boatload of carrots because I like carrots. Yeah. <coughs> carrots work out. Everybody People like carrots. carrots. Everybody likes carrots. Mm-hmm. Radishes. <laughs> like them but not so much not so much yeah. no purple carrots that'd be kind of cool have you seen purple carrots i have seen purple carrots what you never... Oliver ate one the other day yeah I'll he grew it, it oh. and he was like really proud of it yeah yeah i have some Here. i could make them i have some ready to glaze okay cool okay. what do you listen to in the studio besides oh. our podcast <laughs> well i share my studio with my husband who um refurbishes old radios so we always have radios in there. I listen to KBZY mostly in Salem because it has a wide variety of music. So I, I usually have that on. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to. You got to listen to the radio. If he's oh, yeah. Radios. Yeah, that's the first thing I do when I walk in is plug in the radio. Do you ever listen to books on tape? Um, I haven't. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why. I do listen to some podcast. I listen to this podcast, but or um, I do have Pandora. I have Queen Station. That's the only thing I have on that. So if I get tired of the oldies, I put on Queen. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's kind of it. So what's next for you besides the show? Since we've already talked about that, the besides the show, um, I probably will go back to more utilitarian pieces or maybe go back into using my fish skins again mm-hmm. on different things. Does I haven't that really just take a little longer. Yeah, it yeah. does. Well, it depends on if it's a simple piece that I'm putting it on. I, I do like to go back and forth. I have a lot of things going. I was starting some earrings, like but I wasn't happy with how they turned out. So I may go back into that. And it's good to have a lot of different projects going. Have you ever thought of collaborating with Rob? I mean, because you're already working with Antique. Well, you know, I made a t- couple radios. I took one down the gallery. It's an orange mm-hmm. 50s radio. It's kind of oval-shaped. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one in the studio done. But the color was supposed to be blue, and it turned out kind of a blue-gray. But it's the ones with the two big dials on the front with white. Hmm. So I may try to do better ones. I wasn't real happy with how they turned out. You're doing ceramic radios? Yeah, but they're a vase. Like they're oh, a, I see. Um, square, a rectangular hmm. 
but the front of it's a radio. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know what would be cool is if um, when we went to the art fair in the summer and that lady had those pieces from, um, she made jewelry out of pieces of old radio. What were they? like? Oh, they're transistor, transistor um, pieces. Hmm. Components. It like, would be cool if you could put some called? of those in your pottery somehow. Yeah. Maybe. He probably has some. Yeah. Yeah. Combine it. Well, I make. I started making some heart necklaces oh. with little wires, wings on the side, oh, yeah. but I haven't glazed them yet. That'd be cool. So that I guess because what's coming up is Valentine's, and I, who doesn't like? I love hearts. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well. Well. Thank you. Yay! Yay.